hey, if you want a firearm that is easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from our friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Now, it is a portable rifle that you can put together, take apart in just minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case that it comes in. It's so small, you can store it pretty much anywhere. And it's light enough to carry everywhere. Now, it comes in black and two different camo patterns. And you can pick one up for three to 400 bucks, depending on the finish. Check out their videos. Go to their website. It's one word, henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, make sure you order their free catalog. Now, Henry makes more than 200 rifles and shotguns and revolvers, all made in America, all backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website, henryusa.com. Get their free catalog. They'll send you free decals and a list of dealers where you are. That's henryusa.com. Free catalog decals for the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Who does Sean Hannity choose when diversifying his savings with gold and silver? None other than the top-rated precious metals company, Gold Co. Gold Co. is a seven-time Inc. 5000 winner with thousands of five-star reviews. And they've helped tens of thousands of Americans place over $2 billion in gold and silver. They're Sean Hannity's top choice. And right now, they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver while supplies last. Go to HannityGold.com to learn more. That's HannityGold.com. Let not your heart be troubled. You are listening to the Sean Hannity Radio Show Podcast. All right, so I have insomnia, but I've never slept better. And what's changed? Just a pillow. It's had such a positive impact on my life. And, of course, I'm talking about my pillow. I fall asleep faster, I stay asleep longer, and now you can too. Just go to MyPillow.com or call 800-919-6090. Use the promo code Hannity, and Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, has the special four-pack. Now, you get 40% off two MyPillow premiums and two go-anywhere pillows. Now, MyPillow is made here in the USA, has a 60-day unconditional money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com right now or call 800-919-6090, promo code Hannity, to get Mike Lindell's special four-pack offer. You get two MyPillow premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows for 40% off, and that means once those pillows arrive, you start getting the kind of peaceful and restful and comfortable and deep healing and recuperative sleep that you've been craving and you certainly deserve. MyPillow.com, promo code Hannity. You will love this pillow. It turns out that the Russian lawyer had posted several anti-Trump posts on Facebook. Maybe Donald Trump was right when he told Pat Robertson. I honestly think that probably at the end of the day that Putin would have preferred Hillary. On paper, that makes the most sense, doesn't it? Why? Because Hillary was never going to pursue energy independence. The biggest problem Russia now has is their monopoly on energy, especially to Western Europe and you know, the fact that he could turn off the spigot and literally stop. And, and remember, energy is the lifeblood of any economy. And he could do that in a heartbeat. Uh, anyway, glad you're with us. 800-941-SEAN. We're going to hold them, meaning Republicans, accountable as we always promised we would. 
And it is now crunch time here. And the crunch time is that, all right, Mitch McConnell's staying an extra two weeks, but he better start working. And he better, there are four specific things that I'll lay out in a few minutes that they better get done if these guys want any chance at getting your support, the support of the American people, when it comes to reelection in 2018. Now, look, 2018 for the Republicans, they don't risk losing the Senate so much in my mind, as much as, you know, they have real shots now of picking up at least six seats in the Senate, a real shot at having a major majority. Paul Ryan has a real shot on building it, his majority, but there are very specific things they need to do that they have not gotten done. Obamacare repeal and replace is not going to be anything like what we wanted to be. Look, by the way, I'm getting more and more comfortable with the idea that the House and Senate could just repeal Obamacare, but they better have the replacement by 20 at the end of 2018. That's I can live with that. That's fine. Because at the end of the day, that's what they had promised. And then they might have an opportunity to actually do it the right way rather than this half-assed way dealing with, you know, these these weak, spineless, you know, Republicans that that in the House, we found out a hundred of them that never had any intention of ever getting rid of Obamacare. It's so frustrating. But if they don't have at least 200, 300 miles of that wall built so people can see that they're serious, if they don't have health care handled, managed, and that means a bill that they're either A, going to be building on because the bill that came out of the House was imperfect, albeit imperfect, but certainly puts in place the opportunity to get in health care savings accounts, cooperatives like our friend Dr. Josh Umber in, down in, in Wichita, Kansas, and Atlas MD. They don't get that done, then they're screwed because they, they've been running on this since 2010. What's so darn hard about this? They also better get energy independence because therein lies the lifeblood of America's economy and with it, lower energy prices for businesses so we can be more competitive. And therein lies with it millions of high-paying career jobs for Americans. And therein lies huge national security benefits because we don't need the Middle East for any more oil. Or any more energy. And we're not beholden to what the Saudis and, and these Middle Eastern countries are, are doing as they manipulate the price of a barrel of oil. And then we could make the transformation to cleaner burning natural gas because we are the Saudi Arabia. We're the Middle East of natural gas. And we have hundreds and hundreds of years of supply. So therein is, is America's future and the benefits are so multi-layered it's ridiculous and then we've got the economy we still have not gotten the president's look the president's gotten everything now that he can get done done gotten rid of obama era regulations as it relates to energy he's doing everything he can do incentivizing businesses by promising them you know ending you know burdensome regulation on on, on certain industries etc the coal industry among them but we still need Middle-class tax cuts. The American workers need a break. American families need a break. American families are overtaxed. Then we need jobs for the 50 million in poverty and on food stamps and the 94-plus million that are out of the labor force. And the way we're going to get that is incentivizing 
businesses by lessening the burdensome regulation and also enticing them to build factories and manufacturing centers. And the best way you entice them is to give them one of the lowest corporate tax rates in the industrialized world, where we now stand as at one of the highest. The next thing you do is you incentivize the trillions of dollars parked overseas multinational corporations. You incentivize them. They can bring money back into America. They can build factories. They can build manufacturing centers. They can put Americans to work. And as we make the push towards energy independence, well, then the cost of their doing business gets even lowered. And that means, again, we're creating career jobs, and then we become a bigger exporter than we are an importer of, of goods and services. It's all basic, simple, fundamental common sense. So if the Republicans actually want reelection, they wanted it so bad. You know, the president pointed out he was inter- being interviewed by Pat Robertson. Well, God bless Pat Robertson. What is he? I've known Pat Robertson all my career. He's a very nice man. I noticed Aaron Burnett at CNN could not grasp the fact that in the Oval Office, people of faith were putting their hands on the president and praying in the name of Jesus. And I'm almost like, are you really that out of touch with how so many Americans of faith live their lives? That they put God first in everything, God, faith, family, country, that that is how they live their lives. And that they they go to church and they pray to God and they live good lives. And I'm like, that's such a shock and that's such a surprise. I can't tell you. Now, I was raised Catholic, so it's not exactly how Catholics are raised, but I'm more of a Christian, non-denominational now because of the way I was treated. And number two, um, because of, uh, if you remember, I mean, uh, I just, I I couldn't take the scandal in the Catholic Church. It, It just sent me flying. The corruption was so deep and so despicable and so inexplicable and so unconscionable. Anyway, but I I never gave up my beliefs. I know there are good people of faith, men and women that try and serve, and I know we've all sinned and we've all fallen short. That's all true. But the fact that it's such a shocker and such a surprise to a CNN anchor that pastors and, and people of faith put their hands on the president to pray for him I, I can't believe that's a sh- how do how do I, that's the bubble that's the D.C. New York City Los Angeles San Francisco bubble that's not where the rest of the country is okay so you, I have had people do this you know when I've spoken at different groups people have gathered around let's say a prayer for Mr. Hannity and they put their hands on me it's very sweet and loving and kind it's a wonderful it's not just a gesture there's a sincerity. And a faith and a belief system behind that. I don't know. But CNN has a lot of problems. And we'll get to that. As a matter of fact, why, why don't we get to our, our friend, Dr. Sebastian Gorka. We'll get into this more later. I just, first he's on poor Allison Camerata. She used to be a Fox colleague. Very nice woman. I, I, I personally think the world of her. I have nothing against her whatsoever. Um, I probably don't agree with any of her politics. But she's still a nice person. Anyway, so Dr. Gorker is on with Allison, and oh, this is so bad. Listen. 
I mean, this is the shocking thing. Again, the amount of time you spend in desperation on a topic that has plummeted you to 13th place in viewership ranking across America. I mean, more people watch Nick at Night cartoons than CNN today. Our I mean, ratings that, are doing just the, fine. I mean, if you want to go no, there, 13th, our ratings are doing just 13th. fine. But ra- what ratings Nick represent is, is that 11. people are interested in this. And our ratings Nick reflect Nick at Night is 11. That more people are interested in cartoons. In this. Look, I'm more sure, people are interested in cartoons than sure CNN. More people are interested in watching House of Cards than whatever you're doing as well. However, our ratings are just fine, and the American people say that they're quite interested in what's going on with uh, these Russian Actually, tribes. that's not true. If you, you? if you look at the polling, if you look at the polling, most people couldn't care less. More than 65% of Americans Burka, are not interested in Russia. No, ask in your bubble. In your bubble, mm-hmm. sure. But that's the bubble. That's not the people who elected it's Donald J. Trump to be president. It's actually a section of Americans and polls. Wow. There. <laughs> I don't even know how to deal with that. It's so funny. Anyway, um, then he goes on, Anderson Cooper. He said, well, I'll give it a whack. And now here's Anderson Cooper. Let's let let the viewers judge who decided that you are now at 13th place in national ratings behind Nick at Night, which is at 11. You used that line on Monday, and it was sort of mildly amusing on Monday. Tucker Carlson gets 4 million viewers. You barely scratched 800,000. But I think it's funny that you have enough time in the White House, which is apparently you're so busy, you're able to sit around and read Nielsen numbers. No, I get really good prep from my team because the White House press team is superb. I don't deal with this stuff because I do have a day job. I mean, listen, I, I, I'm just because I see ratings every day. We have to live and die by ratings. We just it's it's what this business is. At the end of the day, we nobody in radio or TV, just so you know, survives without you, the audience. There's a little untold secret here. It's not that big a secret. I think the audiences are pretty sophisticated now. And and that's why your support is crucial and and your viewership support is crucial and and your radio listening is crucial it just is we you know i've done this almost all of my career i get research on myself and it's painful because the audience is brutally honest but it's also if i pay attention to it and and go at it with the right attitude which i do and i'm like okay how can i improve just like having a boss or or, or, for example if Derek jeter in life can have a coach and Derek Jeter listens to his hitting coach, one of the greatest players of all time since retired, but or any great ball player. If every pitcher has a pitching coach and every hitter has a hitting coach, then why would anybody in radio and TV be so arrogant? If Yogi Bear reruns are beating you, which they are on CNN, that's why I, I took back. I was going to say fire Jeff Zucker. Don't fire Jeff Zucker. Keep him right where he is. I want Jeff Zucker in place, not leaving. Because their Russia obsession, and by the way, you know, but for Rachel Maddow, who has literally brought to herself every single conspiracy theorist, you know, Trump hater in the country every night as she spins her web of lies. I mean, you know, besides conspiracy TV, which isn't even news, there really is an appetite for people to hear the truth. Anyway, but I get distracted. Oh, and then we have this... uh, CNN anchor trying to introduce the national anthem. She just kind of made a mistake. She got confused with the French anthem. I believe that Syria is the is the area where these two men share the most common ground and share to gain the most from their relationship. And before you answer that, let's just listen into the French national anthem for just a moment. 
French national anthem is absolutely killing it. I'll tell you. All right, 800-941-SEAN. All right, we will get to why the Justice Department, how is it possible, let this Russian woman, this lawyer, into the country? There's mystery now surrounding her and her never-Trump positions. Nobody seems to understand that. And we'll get to uh, Donald Trump and what he said about health care and how the Republicans need to get their act together. Hey, with optimism, once again, on the rise in America, the working people of this country are more important than ever. Well, now they have a podcast that celebrates them and tells their stories on the job from hired to retired. Well, it's a new podcast from our friends at Express Employment Professionals that digs into the lives of men and women at work and explores their journeys as they fight to make the American dream a reality. On the job takes the listener through the ups and downs of making a living in America. Now check out the new podcast, On the Job, From Hired to Retired, on iHeartRadio, iTunes, or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Or just go to expresspros.com slash podcast for more information. Let's play the the president being interviewed, Pat Robertson, who's 87 years old, still still going strong, God bless him, and he's talking about health care. Number one, repeal and replace. I am sitting in the Oval Office with a pen in hand waiting for our senators to give it to me. Mm -hmm. For years, they've been talking about repeal and replace, repeal and replace. I think they passed it 61 times, repeal and replace. Uh But that didn't mean anything because you had the minority, the Republicans. Mm -hmm. They didn't have the majority, so it wasn't going to get to the president. But if it ever did, Obama wasn't going to sign it, so it didn't mean... Now we have a president that's waiting to sign it. I have pen in hand. So now it means something. You know, those other times, those many, many times that they pass it. What's the whole You have very good people. These are very good people. We have 52 senators. (laughs) We, it's very hard to get, you know, all, we need almost all of them. Yeah. You need almost all of them. And that's the holdup. And states are somewhat different. But with all of that being said, it has to get passed. They have to do it. They have to get together and get it done. What will happen if they don't? Well, I don't even want to talk about it because I think it would be very bad. I will be very angry about it, and uh, a lot of people will be very upset. But I'm sitting waiting for that bill to come to my desk. I hope that they do it. They've been promising it for years. They've been promising it ever since Obamacare, which has failed. It's a failed experiment. It is totally gone. It's out of business. And we have to get this done. Repeal and replace. Mitch McConnell is a uh, tactician of great skill. You think he can pull it off? It's his job. Uh, He's got to pull it off. Mitch has to pull it off. He's working very hard. He's got to pull it off. The president's right. They better pull it off or there's going to be people like me and all of you angry because we've been promised and promised and promised and promised and promised. Just like the wall needs to be funded. The building needs to begin. Energy independence is key to the economy. Middle class tax cuts, repatriation from multinationals, uh, corporate tax cuts, you know, a shift in the tax code. I think I got my third IRS audit now in like three months. Why is that? Seems like if you talk about the deep state, I guess I shouldn't be suspicious. Hannity, you are advancing a conspiracy theory. I pay my taxes. I'm not worried. If they want to get reelected in 2018, 
They better work this summer and they better finish the job and they better fulfill their promises. This is on Republican shoulders. This is not a Chuck Schumer problem. It's not a Democrat problem. And if you have to get rid of the filibuster, get rid of it. I'll explain the mystery surrounding this Russian lawyer when we get back. All right, 25 till the top of the hour. Fascinating. If you actually listen to the exchange on, you know, now we have questions about Ukraine. Um, was it was it CNN, Linda? Who was it that actually had to answer? Uh, who was it that asked Hillary Clinton's MOOC, Bobby MOOC, his, uh, the question about the Ukraine? Who was it? Because do you realize the media just... Yeah, it's, it's Allison Camerata again. All right, it was Allison Camerata. Well, by the way, good for her. And she's asking Bobby Mook, Robbie Mook, who was Hillary Clinton's campaign manager, finally, because there's a big difference here. There's no evidence of Russia collusion. Thousands of hours of cable conspiracy coverage and all the articles written and all the innuendo set. And by the way, only about 9% of the American people give a flying rip about any of this. But we do have evidence that a DNC operative did work with the Ukraine. The Ukraine did pick sides. They wanted Hillary Clinton to be elected president. They disseminated false information on Donald Trump. They did research for the DNC and the Clinton campaign. And the DNC operative did meet at the embassy with with the Ukrainian ambassador and did pass on information from Ukraine to the DNC and to the Clinton campaign. That was all covered in the political article. In other words, there's real collusion that occurred. The Ukrainians really wanted an outcome in the election. And anyway, so finally, I would argue because of our nonstop coverage explaining this to people, well, now the media has to at least give some sense that, and by the way, this is why I did the monologue the way I did the other night before I interviewed Don Jr. I knew I had a captive audience. You know, Linda, that they were all watching. And I said to you that day, I said, you know what I'm going to do tonight? I'm going to, I am going to go over all of the topics they are ignoring. All of the crimes that they are ignoring. I won't repeat them all here because this audience is familiar with it. But I am going to tell them basically how to do their job. And then I'm going to ask Don Jr. every question I can think of. By the way, did you see this this Eric, what's his name, Pimple guy? What's the Mr. Whipple? Eric Whipple guy over, do you know what he did over at the Washington Post? Did you see when he wrote Kill Fox and Friends? Did you see that, Linda? Hello? Um, we're doing a show in here. I know you're screening calls. Do you pay any attention at all whatsoever to what we're doing? Yes, of course I do, but I didn't see Fox and Friends this morning. I'm sorry. I didn't, you don't, I didn't ask if you saw Fox and Friends. I said, did you see the Washington Post Eric Pimple? Or of Wimple course or I Whipple? saw that. Of course. Yeah, okay. He, he sends out a, an article, Kill Fox and Friends. Kill. Now, do you think if anybody at Fox and Friends said, you know, kill off this show, kill that, kill this, kill that... What do you think the reaction would be? Oh, forget it. You, you'd be dead on arrival. By the way, this guy's such a slob. I mean, I, I love all these people that are media critics. You know, like Humpty Dumpty. Did you ever watch Humpty Dumpty on TV? He's so bad. But you know what's even better? I saw our friend Chris Tonto tweeted something today that was really clever. And it was, it was talking about the Julius Caesar play and how they were, you know, uh, killing our president every night on this Shakespeare in the Park. But when that guy from Reddit had done that uh, CNN uh, gif where the CNN uh, wrestler was getting attacked by the president and it was a joke that was inciting violence but killing the president every night on stage in Shakespeare in the park was not and I thought you know what Tonto that's like a really good point 
That actually is a very good point. Anyway, so one of the reasons that I did the monologue leading into the Donald Trump Jr. interview, which was the number one show in cable, which we often are now, is in thanks to all of you for making that possible, because that drives the media nuts, too. If for no other reason, I mean, it just it keeps me working, which I'm happy about and relieved about. But more because, you know, all of these people hate it. You And we're calling out all of their fake news BS every single day. And we're also calling out Republicans and we're holding them accountable as we did in the last half hour. And we really want to get the agenda fixed because we want the country fixed. Remember a conversation I had early in the process and, you know, there's still 16, 17 guys in the campaign. And I was speaking with the now president and candidate Donald Trump. And I remember we were just talking about different holdings and properties in his life and how he built this and that and, and et cetera, et cetera. And I, I said, that's nice. I said, I don't, I don't need your plane. I don't need your hotels. I don't need your golf courses. I said, I, I don't need any of that. I said, I, want, if you, I said, I'll tell you what I and the American people want. They want you to fix the country. That's what matters. And it turned out being right that this election is about the government getting out of the way and fix it, doing, if anything, the job they're doing by getting rid of regulation is getting out of the way. By giving you more of your money back, it's them getting out of the way. Government is the problem. You know, Obamacare, getting rid of it, is getting it out of the way and letting the free market dictate. There's a common theme here. You know, getting, you know, securing our border is 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 protecting the homeland. That's just basic, simple, fundamental common sense. Government is so abusive and intrusive into, you know, it's so bad in in the, the, the social communist state of New York City. You can't even get a salt shaker on your table legally unless you ask for one. You can't buy a 32 ounce Coke. You know, you, if you wanted to open a, a bar that catered to people that smoke cigars, you can't. It's illegal in New York, except for like three places that are grandfathered in. Right, what do they call that place? The Havana Room. It's funny. I've been there twice. And, uh, you know, who goes there every single time I'm there. Al Sharpton is there and Rudy Giuliani are there. And they're both there very often. It's funny. And. It's just different. All right, let's go to finally, though, we did get the media to pay some attention to real collusion. And Robbie Mook is either the most ignorant human being on earth or he's just lying because we know the paid DNC operative and the political article pointed out met with the Ukrainian ambassador in the embassy. And the article points out was passing on the information to the DNC and to the Clinton campaign. So he's either ignorant or lying. I know which one I choose. Listen. Hey, Robbie, I want to ask you about one thing that keeps coming up. We have had probably a dozen guests. By Hannity. Uh, supporters of Donald Trump, Republicans say this, which is, aha, you, the Clinton campaign did the same thing. They met with the Ukrainians. They got opposition research from the Ukrainians. So why is the media focusing on this? Why don't you focus on what Hillary did? What's your response? I, 
I literally have no idea what they're talking about. I, you, you didn't know, go I've... to Ukraine, you or someone on the campaign. <laughs> Nobody ever alleged that. You did not go that. to the Ukraine to get opposition research. No, absolutely not. And what I, what I do know happened was that reporters got information uh, directly from the Ukrainians of secret accounts where Paul Manafort, Trump's campaign manager, was receiving millions of dollars uh, for work that he was doing to help a Kremlin-backed candidate. So, so that you that, did get? No, I'm saying reporters got that. I read about it in the paper like everybody else. Um, I, I, think they're, I think they're trying to confuse us. Uh, to you my never, knowledge, nobody... Just, just to be clear, because they've said it so many times, you don't know of any meeting no. with a Ukrainian. Forget, forget going to the Ukraine. You don't know of any meeting between a Ukrainian and the Hillary Clinton campaign. No, not at all. And I think I would have been told, you know, to the points that have been raised earlier, I think if foreign nationals were reaching out to us with opposition research, there would have been a very deliberate discussion about how to manage that, uh, both from a concern, uh, you know, legally and ethically. Oh, okay. So he didn't know who Alexandra Chalupa was, who was paid by the DNC some $412,000 over a period of time, who worked in the Clinton White House. Oh, he didn't know that she was, quote, sharing her findings with officials from the DNC and Clinton's campaign. He didn't, he didn't know that. Now, it's been the headline on Drudge about the mystery surrounding this Russian lawyer and John Solomon, who now has left Circa and now works at The Hill, um, actually had this story last night, late last night, that the Russian mystery lawyer who met with Donald Trump Jr., ha you know, the one that's having Democrats accuse him of treason. By the way, I went through last night. This would then therefore apply to every case of, of collusion with people in the Ukrainian issue, except in that case, there was real collusion. There was real evidence, real dissemination of Im information. Real meetings took place. So it's such a, a such a phony double standard by the destroy Trump media. Anyway, that apparently this woman was granted a waiver to enter the country by Obama officials due to what they described as extraordinary circumstances. The, the Department of Justice under Barack Obama, the waiver also required her to leave the U.S. weeks before her scheduled meeting with the president's son. Of course, they didn't follow up, and these same officials are unable to explain why the Russian lawyer was allowed to extend her visit beyond the date she was supposed to return to Russia. Now, that's created, you know, a big firestorm. Why'd they let her in? Why did she get the exemption? The Hill points out the revelation means that it was the Obama Justice Department that enabled the newest, you know, figure in Russia in the Trump investigation to even enter the country and remain here longer than she was supposed to without a visa. Remember, she gave an interview to NBC News acknowledging, yeah, OK, I was at the meeting for 20 minutes with Donald Trump Jr. And no, I didn't pass along any information about Hillary Clinton. And the real reason that I wanted to talk was about this adoption issue in the uh, Magnitsky Act. And the work was a, a far cry from the narrow reason the U.S. government let her in, according to documents from 2015. And during a court hearing in early 2016, the Russian lawyer was granted permission to stay in the country, and that was about to expire. And federal prosecutors described how rare the granting of parole immigration was to this lawyer. And in October, the government bypassed the normal visa process, gave an extraordinary case of permission for her to come back into the country called immigration parole. 
according to the assistant U.S. attorney, Paul Montalano, and apparently explained to the judge during a hearing January 2016. And the court records indicate that the presiding judge in the case asked the Justice Department to extend the immigration parole another week until he decided the motions in the case. But there are no other records. Shocking. I wonder if Hillary deleted them in the court filing, indicating what happened to that request. And, of course, we can't get the Justice or State Department to explain how she got to stay in the country. One other thing. Let me flash back, because there are three real issues here. If you really care about Trump, Russia, Russia, Trump, well, you got the Victory 15 campaign issue. That's where State Department dollars used to beat Bibi Netanyahu and Obama operatives helping going on the ground in Israel to help defeat Bibi, an ally. I thought it was bad to influence elections. Anyway, we were doing it to Israel. Then you've got this particular case with the Ukraine. Real, real collusion, real meetings, real information, real research, real information passed on to the campaign, real information passed on to the DNC. And if you go back, the Daily Caller has a reminder for us. Imagine how much trouble the Trump administration would be in now if Donald Trump Jr. had offered to pay tens of thousands of dollars to the Russian lawyer who supposedly had negative information on Hillary, because if that information had been accepted and money exchanged hands, I'm pretty sure that even Republicans would be after the Trump campaign and probably calling for impeachment. Well, something like that, pretty much like that happened. It didn't involve any Trump officials. You got this disgraced, fired FBI director, James Comey, who is now facing legal issues himself, well, there was the allegation that he offered to pay this Christopher Steele, this former intelligence agency from Great Britain, this spy, $50,000 in taxpayer money if he could dig up any evidence to corroborate the hooker, golden shower, Ritz-Carlton, Trump, Moscow story. And we know this because the New York Times reported it back in April. And if you don't remember, Republicans and Democrats, remember, they were all outraged over the story. And we find out that a lot of that BS came from John McCain for crying out loud. If you go back to the Daily Mail back in January. Good grief. New York Times pointed out the FBI agents met in early October with the British spy. Christopher Steele discussed his future work on the dossier. And Steele had already started compiling research for Fusion GPS. Well, that's the op research firm that was a client of an ally of Hillary's and paid by a Hillary ally. Some have said Jeb Bush. I don't know if he had any contact in the beginning with this guy, but at the end of the day, it was the Fusion GPS people influencing the election. And by the way, Steele was paying for the phony information that he ended up getting. And if you really want to ask it, run a little deeper, I don't think it was particularly weak the way Trump has been handling Russia. And I think Trump was right in his interview with Pat Robertson suggesting, yeah, on energy, on U.S. government agreed to sell Poland uh, Patriot missiles uh, on a whole variety of issues, Vladimir Putin is not fond of the U.S. right now. All right, Newt Gingrich will we'll get his take on all this when we get back. Take a quick break. We'll come back. Former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich weighs in on all this mess next. All right, when we come back, former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, will get his take on, let's see, the double standard, the media, the real collusion, Ukrainians with the DNC, and, of course, the Clinton campaign, and Obama interference in Israel, and the dossier issue, and 
We'll also talk about weak Republicans better get their act together. Also, a friend of mine running for the Senate from Alabama, Mo Brooks, he'll join us. Oh, boy, we're going to shoot it out with Rick Unger and Jonathan Gillum today. And we'll get your calls in 800-941-SEAN and an awesome Hannity opening monologue tonight. I told you that I thought that was a Kremlin clan and these were his allies. I had a resolution back in February that said it should be investigated for collusion. I would characterize it this way at the outset of the investigation. There is circumstantial evidence of collusion. The claims of the administration for the last six months uh, that collusion is not even on the table has been um, undone by the president's son's own words. This is evidence of willingness to commit collusion. I think what it means is that a federal judge found that people in Trump's organization were colluding with the Russians. What would change the world is if, you know, Russia was interfering in the election um, and they weren't doing it on their own and he was in on it. Voters who are being targeted with all of this false information are genuinely trying to make up their minds. They've got to help prevent fake news from creating a new reality that does influence how people, you know, think of themselves, see the world, the decisions that they make. The general misinformation from all kinds of sources, both domestic, foreign, uh, on social media, uh, that make it very difficult to voters for voters to figure out what's true and what's not. We are entering a terrible new age of information warfare. And it brings to mind that old adage, the first casualty of war is the truth. Well, CNN knows all about it because you never get the truth from them. Anyway, glad you're with us. Hour 2, Sean Hannity Show. Write down our toll-free telephone number. It's 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. And, you know, as we have now been exposing on this program, there was a real meeting. It was with a DNC operative. Information was disseminated by the Ukrainian government. Research, op research was done on Donald Trump by the Ukrainians. The Ukrainians did collude with both the DNC and the Hillary Clinton campaign to have an impact in this last election. And yet we have no evidence after nearly 11 months of conspiracy theories as it relates to Trump-Russia collusion. On top of that, then we have dossier information, with which in part came from many Russians and in part of that information, oh, let's see, we have hookers urinating on a bed. All turns out to be false. A lot of the people that made their testimony were paid to make that testimony. Nobody seems to care about, well, if it's so bad to impact foreign elections, well, why did Barack Obama try to defeat Prime Minister Netanyahu, even using taxpayer dollars for the Victory 15 campaign and some of his campaign operatives on the ground in Israel to defeat the prime minister? So the level of hypocrisy is beyond anything I think I've ever experienced in my entire life now, 30 years in radio and 22 years on the Fox News Channel. Joining us to discuss this and more, he has a number one New York Times bestseller. His latest book is Understanding Trump. He's the former Speaker of the House. Newt Gingrich is uh, back with us. You can get his book on Amazon.com, bookstores everywhere, Hannity.com. How are you? I'm having a terrific time and watching... uh, By the way, the president said to me about... I was talking to him one day. Yeah. And he goes... You know, Newt Gingrich wrote a book about me. I said, yeah, I know. I know. It's number one on the New York Times list. He goes, I know. Isn't that great? <laughs> That's what he said. He goes, did you read it? And I said, yeah, I read it a long time ago when, when it was in the uh, early copy, in the galley copy stage. Yeah, he, he uh, uh, I, I'm 
delighted that he he was aware of the book, and of course Eric, his son, uh, wrote the introduction, uh, which came out really well. And uh, I think that for people who really want to have a better understanding of how the president operates and what you know has his methods and his approaches, I think actually understanding Trump is a pretty useful kind of book. Um, and I'm I'm honored to have had a chance to do it and talk to you about it. And of course, having it get to be the number one book was a big thrill. Uh, and it's 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 done continues to do very very well. So it's still in the top ten of the New York Times, and and uh, which I'm sure must be a little bit confusing for the New York Times. No, it's well, I think you were number five, and this is the sixth week in a row that your book has been in the top five on the New York Times list. That's pretty uh, amazing. Yeah. Well, I think these are important books because there's such important times. Explain to this audience, if you can, how eleven months and there's no evidence of collusion. And the email, the fact that Don Jr. was willing to hear op research. He was willing to hear it. And it turns out we're learning a lot more about this woman and how she got a waiver and how it was Obama that let her into the country and the Obama Justice Department that gave her the waiver to get into the country. And her ties to Democrats seem to be at a pretty high level. But how is it when you have real collusion, real meetings, DNC operatives at the Ukrainian embassy, you have real information passed on, false information disseminated, information given to the dnc and hillary's campaign there's no no very few people beyond talk radio listeners and t and fox watchers know this well i think it's it's astonishing for example in the case of the ukrainian story that you can have a democratic national committee person go all the way to ukraine seeking the information having a series of meetings with the government going to the embassy here in washington and somehow none of that counts as collusion i mean it makes you wonder what what uh, psychologically how do people at the new york times and the washington post deal with themselves uh, when they're that blatantly dishonest and, and there's no other way to describe it there it's just literally that dishonest well i mean and and listen if all the talk about collusion I mean, is, do you think this is an unusual set of circumstances in this in this sense? If a friend of yours and you're running a campaign happens to mention that they may have information, they don't give you any indication what the information is that would be helpful to your campaign, do you take the meeting or not take the meeting if you think they're from a foreign country? Does it matter? Well, I mean, for, Le- legally all, it doesn't. Not legally does it not matter. But if you look at this whole incident after nine months, as you point out, of, of uh, setting up committees, setting up a special counsel, uh, having the New York Times and the Washington Post day after day after day put this stuff on page one, we're supposed to be told this came down to one meeting, one time for 20 minutes, in which the primary conversation was apparently about about repealing a uh, law on adoption um, that affected some 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 powerful Russians. That's the sum to me. What does that have to do with collusion? It, it is. It, it, that's the most they've come up with. And as you've pointed out, by contrast, you have absolute evidence of, of collusion between the Democratic National Committee and Ukraine. You have clear evidence of relationships between Bill Clinton, who got a half million dollars in Moscow, um, John Podesta's brother, who's a registered agent for a Russian bank, the whole deal where the Clinton Foundation got millions while Secretary of State Clinton was presiding over giving 20% of our uranium rights to the Russians. I mean, you look at this stuff and you wonder, I mean, how do these people live with themselves when they are this one-sided and this dishonest? I want to play from you a part of an interview that the president did 
yesterday with Pat Robertson, and this is a point I've been making, and you and I have had a little back and forth about the lack of urgency that Paul Ryan and Senator Mitch McConnell have. And, you know, uh, my argument, Mr. Speaker, is if the Republicans want to get reelected in 2018, they better have at least 200 miles of that wall built so people can see it's getting done. They better have health care repealed in some way, at least repealed and maybe hopefully replaced. They better move towards energy independence to create the jobs that they need because that, and the president, by the way, to his credit, is doing everything he can do unilaterally. And they better get his economic plan through. Um, Or I would argue Republicans risk the House and Senate. And not the Senate in as much as they should be gaining six seats in, in 2018. But listen to what the president said. Number one, repeal and replace. I am sitting in the Oval Office with a pen in hand waiting for our senators to give it to me. Mm-hmm. For years, they've been talking about repeal, replace, repeal, replace. I think they passed it 61 times, repeal and replace. Uh-huh. But that didn't mean anything because you had the minority, the Republicans, mm-hmm. they didn't have the majority, so it wasn't going to get to the president, but if it ever did, Obama wasn't going to sign it, so it didn't mean. Now we have a president that's waiting to sign it. I have pen in hand, mm-hmm. so now it means something. You know, those other times, those many, many times well, that they passed what's it. What's the whole mean, You have very good people. These are very good people. We have 52 senators. <laughs> we it's very hard to get, you know, all... We need almost all of them. Yeah. You need almost all of them. And that's the holdup. And states are somewhat different. But with all of that being said, it has to get passed. They have to do it. They have to get together and get it done. What will happen if they don't? Well, I don't even want to talk about it because I think it would be very bad. I will be very angry about it, and uh, a lot of people will be very upset. But I'm sitting waiting for that bill to come to my desk. I hope that they do it. They've been promising it for years. They've been promising it ever since Obamacare, which has failed. It's a failed experiment. It is totally gone. It's out of business. And we have to get this done. Repeal and replace. Mitch McConnell is a uh, tactician of great skill. You think he can pull it off? It's his job. Uh, He's got to pull it off. Mitch has to pull it off. He's working very hard. He's got to pull it off. To me, he's got to pull it off. Um, I know they've extended or they've, they're have they not going as early on their August vacation. They just got back from their July 4th vacation. It, don't you agree with me that it's imperative they get this done? Yeah, and I, th- and I think uh, Mitch is doing everything he can to get it done. <clears throat> I think that he just sent a signal when he postponed the August recess uh, for two weeks and then basically on two things, he's basically to the Republican side saying, look, we're going to stay here and keep keep talking and keep working till we get something that'll pass. And saying to the Democratic side, <clears throat> we're not going to allow you to continue to block all of President Trump's appointees. We're going to insist that you let them go through just as they 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 approved seventy nine Obama appointees in one week, and they Schumer and his team have been deliberately stopping and obstructing the president. And so I do think there's going to be pressure on that front, too. And I think uh, that McConnell's sending a signal of just how really deeply determined he is. Well, I think, again, the things that I say, we better see a couple of hundred miles of the wall. Health care better be finished, considering they've been promising since 2010, or at least a good start. Energy independence for the economy and the president's economic plan. Lower corporate rates, repatriated money, middle class tax cuts. 
I, I think every one of those components are important to get the American people out of poverty and off of food stamps and, and back in the labor force. New yeah, Gingrich look, is, I, I agree with you entirely. I think they need a clear list like the one you've put together. They need to focus on it. They need to realize uh, if they do their jobs, next year can be a pretty good year. If they don't do their jobs, next year is going to be a disaster. And the Republicans need to get their heads clear that the country is watching the country has really high expectations, and that the pressure is on Capitol Hill much more than it's on the White House. Agreed. And, the, and they're the ones that will pay the biggest price if they don't get the job done. And all right, former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, and we'll come back. We'll continue with him on the other side, his brand-new book, Understanding Trump. More with Newt Gingrich on the other side. All right, as we continue, former Speaker of the House, author of now, what, six weeks and running, a New York Times bestseller. It's called Understanding Trump. Uh, Newt Gingrich with us. What about all the issues involving all crimes we know were committed? But the only thing the media and only thing Congress seems to want to focus and fixate on is Russia, Trump, Trump, Russia. First of all, the media, I think, is in a permanent frenzy because Hillary Clinton was supposed to win at 8 o'clock of the night of the election. They were all celebrating, and by 11 o'clock, they were all in a state of shock. Well, the reaction on the hard left has been like crazy. Uh, you know, the, the, the term Western civilization to them means racism or it means, you know, the alt-right or it means you go down this list of things. And I, I'm taking a part of my newsletter, but if you think about it, that tells you what part of the problem is. <clears throat> they get up in the morning and they know that Donald Trump has done something terrible. They just aren't sure what it is. And so they print anything that they can find that makes them feel better. Um, and you've but seen it's also this. Republicans, too. It's also never Trumpers, too, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly is. And, and you saw some of that in the confused reaction to the Warsaw speech and to his performance at the G20. I mean, there's no question Trump is a genuinely transformational figure who shakes up both parties' elites. He, 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 he terrifies the left. He irritates and infuriates the anti-Trump right. But I want to go back again because you did such a great job the other night. As I told you, uh, Calista and I both just sat and watched the entire interview with Don Jr. Because I want, I want our audience to really understand how really sick this is. There is nothing in that meeting that's worthy of page one of the New York Times. There is nothing in the emails he sent. Remember, they voluntarily surfaced that there was a meeting. They hadn't included it originally because it was so irrelevant, so unimportant, that they, they didn't remember it. They didn't, think it was, they didn't think it mattered. Now they've gone back, they've, they've revealed everything, and guess what? It didn't matter. I mean, this, what, what worries me is that, that Bob Mueller and, and his entire package of left-wing lawyers are going to find somebody for some reason who did something which they can be charged with, because that's the nature of those kind of independent counsels. And I found it very interesting that he announced promptly the other night that he was certainly going to look at the uh, Don Jr. meeting, but I don't think he's ever announced that he's going to look at the DNC staff that went to Ukraine. Uh, he's never announced he's going to look at any of the things with the Clinton Foundation. So if you want to talk about collusion with foreign people, with foreigners, and collusion with foreign governments, I think you have to include uh, looking at uh, the, the Clinton team looking at what the Democrats were doing in, in 16. In addition, I, I want to praise Senator Feinstein, yeah. a de senior Democrat from California, because she has insisted that the Judiciary Committee uh, look into this whole question of whether Attorney General Loretta Lynch was in fact doing things I've got that a, were inappropriate. 
I've got to run. I think that you have hit on something that is going to eventually boomerang back to where it should be. That's that's my prediction. Anyway, congratulations again. Six weeks, top five on the New York Times list. Uh, former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich. And his book is called Understanding Trump. And Hannity.com, Amazon.com, bookstores everywhere. Thank you, sir. When we come back, uh, we'll take a quick break here. On the other side, Mo Brooks, friend of mine. I've known this guy for 28 years, running for senator. Great choice. And somebody that's actually strong and principled and a real conservative. Straight ahead. I'm Mo Brooks, candidate for the Senate, and I approve this message. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. President Trump promised a wall to keep us safe and to protect American jobs for American workers. But even some establishment Republicans are blocking the way. Elect me to the Senate, and I'll fight every spending bill that doesn't fund that wall. And if I have to filibuster on the Senate floor, I'll even read the King James Bible until the wall is funded. And you know what? Washington could benefit from that. We're going to build that wall, or you'll know the name of every Republican who surrenders to the Democrats to break my filibuster. I give you my word, and I don't give my word lightly. All right, 25 now till the top of the hour. Big Senate race going on and getting heated up. Primary coming up in the great state of Alabama. Uh, when I started my professional radio career, I started my real radio career, if you will, and the, the got behind a radio microphone, I guess, first in 1987. That's 30 years ago. Uh, but it brought me to Huntsville, Alabama. And here I was, pretty inexperienced, and ended up doing the morning show and the afternoon show by the time I left to go to Georgia at that time. After a number of years, the editorial in the local paper said goodbye to the talk show host from hell. I left Atlanta in 1996 to move to the Fox News Channel, and the Atlanta Journal-Constitution year-end edition had, oh, 1996 was a great year. The Olympics came, and Hannity left. Not sure why I have such a profound impact on liberal newspapers, but apparently I do. But in the time that I was in Huntsville, I lived in Athens County, and the adjoining county was Madison County, and... I got to know a, a local DA, and he ended up frequently filling in on my radio program as a host and, and for a time even was hosting himself. And then he has moved on to a really great career in the United States Congress, and, and we've kind of stayed friends ever since. We didn't talk all the time, but we've stayed friendly ever since. And uh, I'm proud to support him for the, for the Senate. Uh, Mo Brooks is with us. I've always known him to be a man of honor and integrity and a strong, solid conservative. How are you? I'm doing fine, Sean. I want to thank you so much for uh, your support and your endorsement. And if you don't mind for a moment, uh, people just heard that uh, ad that we've got going on the airways in the state of Alabama right now. But if people are so inclined to help, please, we need it. MoBrooksForSenate.com. MoBrooksForSenate.com. Well, you know, I really got to know you at the time, and I, I always felt I was very fond of you, and you were very serious at your job. And, you know, when I heard the ad, it sounds very similar to the guy that I knew 20-some-odd, you know, 25 years ago. And, uh, well, no, actually, it was probably longer. It was probably like 28 years ago. Quarter of a century. It's been a while, Sean. I hate to yeah. it. <laughs> By the way, the low life of your career was getting stuck filling in for me. Oh, that was a pleasure. That was a pleasure. (laughs) 
But, you know, I'm a little bit worried about what's going on in the Senate right now. Now, I know it was very difficult to get the health care bill passed. It was very frustrating to me on the issue of we found that there probably were at least 100 Republicans in the House that had no intention of ever really repealing Obamacare. But we managed to get a deal where it certainly is a, a very good first start, but certainly over time we're going to need to make it a lot better. And now in the Senate, we have Mitch McConnell and John McCain and and others saying that they don't think this bill is going to get passed. President uh, Trump addressed this in an interview with Pat Robertson yesterday. I want to play it for you. Number one, repeal and replace. I am sitting in the Oval Office with a pen in hand waiting for our senators to give it to me. Mm -hmm. For years, they've been talking about repeal, replace, repeal, replace. I think they passed it 61 times, repeal and replace. But that didn't mean anything because you had the minority, the Republicans. They didn't have the majority, so it wasn't going to get to the president. But if it ever did, Obama wasn't going to sign it. So it didn't mean. Now we have a president that's waiting to sign it. I have pen in hand. So now it means something. You know, those other times, those many, many times that they passed it. What's the whole You have very good people. These are very good people. We have 52 senators <laughs> we it's very hard to get you know all we need almost all of them yeah you need almost all of them and that's the hold up and states are somewhat different but with all of that being said it has to get passed they have to do it they have to get together and get it done what will happen if they don't well, I don't even want to talk about it because I think it would be very bad. I will be very angry about it, and uh, a lot of people will be very upset. But I'm sitting waiting for that bill to come to my desk. I hope that they do it. They've been promising it for years. They've been promising it ever since Obamacare, which has failed. It's a failed experiment. It is totally Whoa. gone. It's out of business. And we have to get this done, repeal and replace. Mitch McConnell is a... Uh tactician of great skill. You he think is. he can pull it off? It's his job. Uh, he's got to pull it off. Yeah. Mitch has to pull it off. He's working very hard. He's got to pull it off. All right, as we continue with Senate candidate, Congressman Mo Brooks from Alabama. So let's say you're in the Senate today, and in one sense, there is the political reality. It's 52, but this the president's right. We had a lot of show votes. This has been their key promise since 2010. You know, where where's the fine line of compromise on this to get this thing out of the way, which is an unmitigated disaster? Well, what we ought to be doing is repealing Obamacare. Just a year and a half ago, the House and the Senate, Republican House, Republican Senate, both voted to send a repeal bill. This is the, the 2015 bill. The 2015 bill. That's right. Yeah. And we ought to do the same thing. We did it once before, but for some reason in the Senate, they're shining away from it. It's very difficult for the senators to flip-flop uh, against a bill that they voted for just a year and a half ago in, in 2015. So that's our first priority. If not that, then fine. Let's do what President Trump has requested. Let's repeal it with a specific date by which we then have to have the replacement done. And I'm okay with that, too. I don't think but that's necessarily a bad option, but are we talking about 2018? Are we talking about 2019? I mean, how far out do Republicans push this? Well, it should be no more than 2018, and if the insurance markets will permit, then December of 2017. But the insurance markets are such that we might have to go to 2018. But as long as we have a repeal with a specific date for 
a full repeal, then we've kept our promise to the American people on the one hand, and on the other hand, we've given ourselves enough time to do what we're going to do, like interstate competition of health insurance carriers, like elimination of some of the antitrust exemptions that drive up costs. There are some free market principles that we can inject, uh, and we might even get some Democrats to help us if we're not asking them to vote for an outright repeal. Why is it that even the 2015 bill was not a complete repeal? There are some technical, I, I guess, procedural it, issues. It gets- it gets down to one thing. Reconciliation? For reason that is unfathomable to me, our majority of Republicans in the United States Senate has created a set of rules that empowers Chuck Schumer and the Democrats to block anything we want to do, with the exception of one bill per year under another archaic, arcane procedure called budget reconciliation that is very limited in what you can cover. So if we were to get rid of the filibuster rule, play hardball on behalf of our country, then... All of a sudden, it's a mere majority that President Trump needs to pass legislation. As things are right now, our Republican majority in the Senate have empowered Chuck Schumer and the Democrats to kill President Trump's agenda, to block the will of the majority of the Senate, to block the will of the Republican majority in the House, to block the will of the President of the United States, and to block the will of the tens of millions of voters who sent us to Washington, D.C. None of that makes sense to me. There are too many challenges of, of such importance that we cannot let procedural roadblocks stand in our way. We have a majority of the House, a majority of the Senate, we have the White House. We ought to act that way. We ought to act like the American people have entrusted us with the powers to face these challenges that we face. But unfortunately, I'm one of the guys that wants to get rid of the uh, filibuster rule in the Senate. Uh, the, the fellow I'm up against, the placeholder appointed by the governor under rather questionable circumstances, ethical circumstances, uh, he wants to keep the filibuster, thereby empowering Chuck Schumer and the Democrats to block in toto and that, render that, that's a disaster because the, a de- disaster. the democrats don't play by the same rules and Another- Pre- president trump has figured it out sean now he's twice asked the united states senate to eliminate the filibuster rule so that we republicans can be unchained and we can do what we promised the people we would do but nonetheless uh, the alabama incumbent uh, who was again appointed by the governor under questionable ethical circumstances and enough other republicans want to keep in place these procedural rules that prevent us from achieving what we told the American people we wanted to achieve. You are not unlike a a, a number of my friends. Now, I've known President Trump for over a couple of decades, and I knew his politics, I think, better than most people. And and because he was a businessman in New York, there were some people that doubted that he would really try to govern as a conservative. Are you are you happier with his agenda now on, for example, the economy, on health care and the Supreme Court choices, on building the wall, obviously, you support, vetting refugees? Is there anything? Well, I'm like a lot of Americans. I'm frustrated that Congress is not doing more and that Congress is hamstringing the president in a variety of different ways, particularly with the confirmation of his nominees, yeah. that he can have a fully functioning White House and executive branch. But the one thing that the president did do that supersedes all others, which put Neil Gorsuch on the United States Supreme Court, that by itself makes his presidency worthwhile. Now, we need to add to it. We've got the cake. Let's put on the icing. Let's repeal Obamacare. Let's do what we need to do on tax reform. Let's do what we need to do on border security. But again, as I go down these list of things, they are all 100 percent dead unless the Republican majority in the Senate gets the intellect and the backbone combined 
to stop empowering they are Democrats so weak. I, they, our agenda. It, it's so pathetically weak, and, and that's one of the things I've always admired about you the years that I've known you. I mean, you're a fighter, but, but back to my question. You were a little surprised by President Trump. In other words, I, I think I understand your politics very well, and yours and his seem very much in sync, because I can't think of on the economy, on, on vetting refugees, on building the wall, on his position on health care, and, and even his his. You know, foreign policy. I, I see you in a lot of agreement. What is that a fair statement? And maybe well, you didn't you didn't think he'd be so conservative. Absolutely. To date, my votes have been 100 percent in accord with what the White House wishes. So our policy agendas have overlapped perfectly so far in 2017. I want to ask and you about a couple of these. Let, let, let me share one 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 circumstance with you. Stay the union address. By I tell you what, stay Trump. right there. Mo Brooks is with us. He's a congressman, Alabama, my old stomping ground at uh, Huntsville in Madison County, and he's now running for Senate. We're supporting his candidacy, and he's a very strong, solid conservative. And we'll tell you when the vote is coming up. We'll ask him some foreign policy issues when we get. As we continue with Congressman, senatorial candidate Mo Brooks is with us. Congressman, let me get an update on on Steve Scalise. You were there the day that that shooting took place, that horrible targeted assassination attempt, and you were instrumental in helping this young kid who had gotten shot in the calf, and you put a tourniquet on him. And I know Steve Scalise had, had struggled with some type of infection, and he was back in the hospital. How's he doing? Well, he seems to be uh, on the upswing, but let me uh, add something. And I apologize for being somewhat hesitant, but the Steve Scalise family and uh, office staff have asked that they be the ones that share the message with Steve Scalise's progress or status so that it's a consistent message. And so I'm hesitant to say anything other than what you've already read in the media. You know, we're praying for him. Uh, We can't wait for him to get back on the House floor. Yeah. Let me ask, how do we possibly deal? Remember Bill Clinton president tried to bribe the North Koreans again and again, promised us that the North Koreans would never get any nuclear weapons. They got them. Now they're trying to get ICBM capability. Once a country like North Korea, and now we're trying to prevent from Iran from getting nuclear weapons, once they get them, then it becomes a whole different equation. How do you deal with a country like North Korea if we go in and take out their nuclear sites? You know, there's a chance that nuclear weapons will be launched simultaneously at Japan and, and obviously South Korea and Seoul, and potentially millions can die. You're, you're in prison. You can't do anything about it. Well, you've hit on something that's very serious and risks the loss of not only American lives, but also lives of millions of people around the world. And one, North Korea... They're getting nuclear weapons was a gift from Bill Clinton to Iran. They're ultimately getting nuclear weapons has been a gift of Barack Obama and the agreement that uh, he entered into with Iran uh, a couple of years ago. Ultimately, with North Korea, I don't think we can launch a preemptive strike. That's just not in our character. And the risks are too great because there's always a chance that North Korea would not attack us first. Um, We can hope for regime change in North Korea and wait them out. That's what we did with the Soviet Union for decades and decades. Probably with North Korea, what we're ultimately going to end up doing is making sure that North Korea understands the mutually assured destruction doctrine that has kept China and the Soviet Union, now Russia, from launching nuclear salvos at each other. If you attack us, we wipe you out. Hopefully the North Korean leaders don't want to commit suicide because that's what would happen if they attack us. I got to run, but now when when, when is your, when is the primary vote, uh, Congressman? August the 15th. So it's 33 days away. Now, does it help or hurt you that I've endorsed you? It probably hurts you, right? 
Sean, it helps tremendously, <laughs> tremendously. And any help anyone can give by going to MoBrooksForSenate.com, MoBrooksForSenate.com, I very much appreciate. And if you don't trust my word, trust Sean Hannity. It's my great pleasure to endorse you, Mo Brooks in Alabama. Thank you, sir. That's August 15th, 800-941-SEAN is a toll-free telephone number. You want to be a part of the program. Hey, Robbie, I want to ask you about one thing that keeps coming up. We have had probably a dozen guests, uh, supporters of Donald Trump, Republicans say this, which is, aha, the Clinton campaign did the same thing. They met with the Ukrainians. They got opposition research from the Ukrainians. So why is the media focusing on this? Why don't you focus on what Hillary did? What's your response? I I literally have no idea what they're talking about. You you didn't go to Ukraine, you or someone (laughs) on the campaign. You did not go to the Ukraine to get opposition research. No, absolutely not. And what I what I do know happened was that reporters got information uh, directly from the Ukrainians of secret accounts where Paul Manafort, Trump's campaign manager, was receiving millions of dollars uh, for work that he was doing to help a Kremlin-backed candidate. So, so that you that- did get. No, I'm saying reporters got that. I read about it in the paper like everybody else. Um, I, I think they're I think they're trying to confuse us. Uh, to you my never, knowledge, nobody, nobody, just, just to be clear, because they've said it so many times, you don't know of any meeting no. with a Ukrainian. Forget, forget going to the Ukraine. You don't know of any meeting between a Ukrainian and the Hillary Clinton campaign. No, not at all. And I think I would have been told, you know, to the points that have been raised earlier, I think if foreign nationals were reaching out to us with the opposition research, there would have been a very deliberate discussion about how to manage that, uh, both from a concern, uh, you know, legally and ethically. All right. News Roundup Information Overload Hour, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN, toll-free telephone number. Now that we have forced the media, now they're slowly, ever so slowly, a CYA trying to get into what is real collusion. Uh, real meetings, real information, real false dissemination of information by the Ukrainians colluding with the DNC with the Clinton campaign. Robbie Mook, who is Hillary campaign's uh, manager, who you just heard from, either is very ignorant, which I have doubts about, or he's just lying through his teeth. Because as the Politico has pointed out, the Ukrainian efforts were there to sabotage the Trump campaign are far more extensive than anything you've heard after 11 months of non-stories and conspiracies by the media and no they're there at all with the Trump campaign colluding with the Russians. Well, what we found is that, in fact, the Ukrainians were disseminating documents uh, on behalf of the Clinton campaign and the DNC and literally aiding in research against the Trump campaign. And they were passing it on to this woman, literally was passing on information directly to the DNC. Alexandra Chalupa is her name, and and literally that information, I'll read from the Politico, she would share her findings with officials from the DNC and with Clinton's campaign, Chalupa said, just months before Manafort had taken on any role. And so there was real collusion in the campaign, but you don't know about it because the media is corrupt, just like you probably, except for this program, Program, and we have been hammering Obama tried to unseat a sitting prime minister in Israel using taxpayer money and then sending over campaign surrogates. And that was part of the Victory 15 campaign to defeat Prime Minister Netanyahu. Just like the dossier, it turns out a lot of the sources were from Russia and they were paid by this former British intelligence agent, Christopher Steele. And so the double standard exists and it continues. Anyway, joining us now, and you almost hate to always put him in the horrible position, but that's because he associates himself with a bunch of, you know, unethical, corrupt, immoral people, and that's Rick Unger. And Jonathan Gillum is the host of The Experts. 
You know, I, I mean, I start out the show every week, and then I got to say, Rick, you want to defend your side again? We know that there was collusion with the Ukrainians. There's no doubt. That's incontrovertible evidence. We know there were meetings. We know who the meeting was, a DNC official. We know that this Chalupa lady, and we know that the information was disseminated back to the DNC and to the Clinton campaign. And we know that the Ukrainians did work on behalf of the Clinton campaign to help her get elected. See, one of the benefits, Sean, of, of being an objective journalist is I can say what I've been saying all along. You're not if an objective true, journalist. You're I, a liberal. And I... And I read and I read the same political article that you did. And I would hope that if there is not already an investigation underway into the allegations in that article, that there will be. And and there's no question that there should be. What I don't understand is why you would make a very big thing out of that article. Not that it doesn't deserve to be made a big thing out of, but you'll forget about all the articles political has been writing that you don't like about what's happening. Happening or what's alleged to be happening in the Trump campaign. Okay, it's but, like, the, but the, I'll well, tell you what the difference it, is. So it's okay that Trump does it. Okay, so you have the Don Jr. emails released. I'm going to get to that in a second. We'll put that off to the side for a second. Give this audience any evidence after 11 months of conspiracy theories that the Trump campaign colluded in any way similar, any form or fashion similar to what I just spelled out with meetings, with dissemination of false information, with research being done and research being passed by a DNC member meeting with Ukrainians right. to the DNC and, and the Clinton campaign. Give me anything you well, got. See, here's, here's, here's the problem. Anything you it's got. It's very easy. It's very easy. I'm waiting. You're more than willing to rely on the media, on Politico, in coming to the conclusion that something not clearly Politico. happened. This woman, this woman actually... Let me finish. Let me finish. Clearly happened regarding the Clinton campaign. And yet there are very similar articles about the Trump campaign. I will say what I've said all along. Until I see the special prosecutors investigation results it's all just talk but you know what same thing goes for clinton until i see results of an okay but the difference is chalupa's admitting the meeting took place with the ukrainians she's that well we, we know that the meeting took place between junior and uh the, the people who sent him the emails saying there's going to be specific information in this for you okay so besides don jr give me any example of any meeting similar well, to chalupa's meeting enough, wouldn't it well, give Wouldn't me any meeting. Enough? Okay, no, because information Why? was passed, dissemination of information, and it was given to, directly to the Clinton campaign. Don Jr. never even told his father because there was nothing that no information exchanged. We don't know that, do we? That's what he says, and you know, and that's what she says. Wait a minute. I'm and that's also the what fact. the woman says, and that is I'm also very, what everybody else at the meeting says. I'm very aware of the fact that when you're looking for evidence on either side of any case, the last place you tend to go are the people yeah. who are, are, are the potential All right, before defendants. I get, before I want to keep grilling, hang on one more second, Jonathan. I want to ask, keep grilling Rick if I can. So I, I guess the next thing you're going to tell me is Hillary didn't mishandle classified information and destroy it, and Hillary... When she when she gave a waiver, one of nine to allow the uranium one deal. So Vladimir gets 20 percent of our uranium or up to 20 percent and one hundred and forty five million plus dollars kicked back to the foundation by people associated with that deal. I'm sure you're going to tell me that doesn't sound or smell like uh, pay to play bribery to you. 
Well, the the first thing I'm going to tell you is number one, yeah. I do agree, as I've said to you all along. We need an investigation. Classified information. Um, no, we had the investigation. If you recall, yeah, James Comey, who violated the same law, apparently is the one uh, that why gave don't we, her a pass. Why do we not? Why don't we not play that game? Let me answer the question you asked me. I do agree that she did mishandle the uh, the classified document. She and that would be a felony. You would not, you acknowledge that's a felony. Well, actually, not that simple. If it had been me prosecuting that case, I would have actually gone for the misdemeanor charge. But the FBI recommended no charges. Very complicated as to why I come to that conclusion as a lawyer. But I actually would have charged if it had been me. Uh, the, you know, the, I hate I hate the fact that you come on this program and you act like you're the most reasonable Democrat in the world because I put you in the most untenable position. And you just say, yeah, well, I, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying anything different than I say on my own radio show. I said all along that I would have <laughs> no. gone for the misdemeanor. All right, Jonathan, uh, uh, it, it, I don't see what I see. None with of you. that, by the way, excuses bad behavior by the Trump campaign or any other campaign. OK, but that, we don't have evidence of it, Jonathan, which is my point. So, I, Sean, I don't want you to not invite me on the show again, because I'm going to say something here that might sound a little bad, but I'm going to put you and Rick in the same category here. Now, not that you guys believe the same thing, but just hear me out. You all, I, I came into your world in radio and TV four years ago, and I'm still learning. It's, it's, uh, it's a big thing to learn how to be on the radio and on TV. You all have never been through any type of investigative training. I've spent over 15 years in different types of investigative training. So you all are looking at this from a civilian's point of view. And I'm telling you right now, this whole thing is just simply this. An investigation follows evidence and develops a case. Counterintelligence operations make accusations, and then they create the evidence to back up their different uh, accusations. So that's what's happening here. Hey, by the way, Is Rick, that, you know what you know what Jonathan's doing? He's trying to make us look dumb. Go ahead, keep going, Jonathan. Yeah, but you know what the problem is, Jonathan? You've never been a judge. I have. So I know. Yeah, Rick, right, will, will you guys you stop with the credentials? Was, you guys I never work. pitched a baseball game. I, I have. All right, go. Yeah, I don't know what the hell you've been. You've just been <laughs> <Yeah>. rich and <laughs> All right, no, go ahead, Jonathan. This is, a, this is a serious thing, though. The, the country is being fooled into arguing about this person knew that, or Donald Trump Jr. met with this person. The fact is, what you are seeing in plain view, and I've talked to investigators and intel uh, people, they're all seeing the same thing. You're seeing accusations, and then you're seeing evidence that just happens to show up, and no investigation works that way. It's never that clean. And we are solely focusing on whether or not the Clintons did this or the Trumps uh, colluded with them, when in fact the reality, uh, what I've been saying all along, is that the DNC, the Clintons, and the far left are in collusion with the Russians. They have sources that are in Russia. All these people, the woman that was given the, the visa to come over here, that's all set up and backtracking for intel operations so they can then go and provide the evidence that they need to make the accusations. It's very that's clear. quite a theory. So basically, you're saying that the woman Russian lawyer was actually working for the Clintons. I got to take a break. We'll come back. 800-941-SEAN, News Roundup, Information Overload. Bottom of the half hour, we'll take your calls because there's only so much of Rick Unger we can take in any one period of time and on any one show. I'm kidding, Rick. All right. 
As we continue, news roundup information overload. Rick Unger and Jonathan Gillum are with us. Jonathan, I wanted to give you your point. If you're in the intelligence community like you have served, you go at things differently. You make a conclusion first, and then you're looking to see if there's evidence that corroborates that which you think you know. Correct. But that doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to use information in a way that's negative. Now, that does kind of go against all the deep state leaking that's gone on out of context, raw intelligence, 125 deep state leaks in 126 days, seven times more than the previous two administrations. So how are we to interpret all that? All that evidence that's or that's the information that's coming out is always specific to oh, and it's one-sided. And so what we're seeing is it appears to me that a theory was designed, then they started looking for evidence or creating evidence. So they didn't have anybody colluding with the Russians. So what do they do? They send in a, a Russian source ambassador or somebody that works for the ambassador or a business person, and they send them in and they get a video. Or they approach Donald Trump Jr. and they say, hey, we've got this information. You should have this. And all of a sudden, the emails are coming out or the, the audio stuff is coming out or the names are leaked. If they were nefarious and working with Russians, you would never know that they were nefarious and working with the Russians because that's not the way bad people work. They don't work in an open uh, source society. They work in a closed vacuum. So all this stuff that we're seeing is manufactured. It's, it's, we, I used to run sources all the time. And here's the biggest difference. And Rick, I know you'll know this. When you, we always hear that term when people are set up uh, by the government and they create something. It's called entrapment. And entrapment means that you went out, uh, you specifically targeted somebody, and then you set them up to make them look like they were going to do something wrong. That's what's being done here versus you talk to somebody, they say, I hate America, I want to blow something up. So you make it happen with inert stuff so that they can get the material so you have a case. That's not what's happened. There's literally a case being developed and evidence being manufactured using sources to go and do these meetings and collect this information and get these wires and these FISA taps. What's your answer, to, what's your answer to that, Rick? <laughs> the theory if i understand it correctly the suggestion is is that our intelligence committee or our i'm sorry our intelligence uh branches basically set this whole thing up to entrap the trumps um and that would mean that they've got these the funny looking uh uh, music promoter working for them. They've got the father and the son in Russia working for them. They've There's got no, the woman. We're talking about deep state leaks, 125 and 126 days, seven times the last two administrations. Come on, you got to be fair. But, but I'm just Rick, to, also, what, did, what did you just say? I'm sorry. 125 deep state leaks in 126 oh, days. okay, right. Uh, there are a lot of leaks. There's no question. I, I don't know that they're all necessarily intelligence leaks. It looks like the most damaging ones actually come from the White House themselves as near as anybody could tell no there clearly are leaks but i i don't know that i i would put that in a category with jonathan's theory that there's this major setup going on it also seems a little inconsistent if i understood you before we went to break that these were all somehow friends of the clintons that were doing this i can't tell if you're saying that this is all right i got an intelligence community doing this or the clinton i gotta let you both go good to talk to you both rick unger and jonathan gillum thank you both 800-941-SEAN toll-free telephone number. All right, today's fake news roundup is CNN fake news. Oh, wow. I mean, my four former colleague, Allison Camerata. Oh, Dr. Gorka was on with her. And then poor Anderson Cooper. He decided to take on Gorka. 
And by the way, it'd be nice over there at CNN Fake News if they actually understood what the national anthem was about. Listen to this. That Syria is the is the area where these two men share the most common ground and share to gain the most from their relationship. And before you answer that, let's just listen into the French national anthem for just a moment. The U.S. American national anthem, I should say. Let's listen. I mean, this is the shocking thing. That, again, the amount of time you spend in desperation on a topic that has plummeted you to 13th place in viewership ranking across America. I mean, more people watch Nick at Night cartoons than CNN today. Our I mean, ratings that, are doing just fine. I mean, if you want to go no, there, 13th, our ratings are doing just 13th. fine. But ra- what ratings Nick represent is, is that people 11. are interested in this. And our ratings Nick reflect is that more Americans people are, interested, are in interested in this. Look, I'm more sure, people are interested in cartoons than sure CNN. I'm sure more people are interested in watching House of Cards than whatever you're doing as well. However, our ratings are just fine, and the American people say that they're quite interested in what's going on with uh, these Russian Actually, tribes. that's not true. Do if, you, you? if you look at the polling, if you look at the polling, most people couldn't care less. More than 65% of Mr. Americans Gorka, we have are not interested in Russia. No, as in your bubble. In your bubble, mm-hmm. sure. But that's the bubble. That's not the people who elected it's Donald J. Trump to be president. of Americans and polls. That at the end he of the meeting it was under false pretenses, that it ended up being about adoption. And then, do, we, do you really want to talk? I thought we were going to talk about real issues, like we're doing with our allies in France. I, I am ISIS. going to ask you, but, but you're but not being honest. You're not being upfront. Anderson, how many minutes are we in? Are you, are you a TV producer now? You're concerned about how minutes we're going to No, we're I'm just disappointed again that you're you falling go. into the you fake go. news trap. Okay. You're falling into the fake news trap again, and it's sad, Anderson. Okay. I mean, you're like shiny, you know, you're, like you're, you're shaking shiny objects to try to divert people, but I don't think viewers are really no, that, that you're, you're, easily you know, you know why? You know why the president's description of a witch hunt is accurate? Because there never were witches, and there never was any collusion. It's okay. bogus. The so DNC, again, I, I'm just wanting, the DNC. You're claiming that Donald Trump Jr. was transparent from the get-go. Donald Trump Jr. is transparent. He didn't, he didn't just release his emails because the Anderson, New York Times had You're like had a broken them. record. Uh, no, because I'm not getting any answers from you. I'm answering you every time. No, you're responding. You're actually not answering because you're not actually being a let's, la- let's la- let the viewers judge who decided that you are now at 13th place in national ratings behind Nick at Night, which is at 11. You used that line on Monday, and you yeah. know, it was sort of mildly Tucker amusing Carlson on Monday. Tucker Carlson gets 4 think... million viewers. You barely scratched right, 800,000. But I think it's funny that you have enough time in the White House, which is apparently you're so busy, you're able to sit around Reed Nielsen numbers. Which no, actually, I get I really good prep from my team because the White House press team is superb. Okay. I don't deal with this stuff because I, I do have a day job. You know, you can't make this stuff up, can you? Why are you laughing in there, Linda? Because it's hilarious. I mean, Dr. Gorka, I mean, he's right. It's th- This is higher rated. Yogi Bear reruns are higher rated right now than CNN. Well, I mean, I mean, we have to we have to give them some credit, right? I mean, everybody likes the Yogi. I mean, come on, everybody. Hey, boo boo. There's got to be. There's got to be. I mean, who really basket? can beat him? You know what I'm saying? But yeah, no. Poppy had a had a rough day. They had a rough day. Are you and- watching those old Bugs Bunny, Roadrunner? Wiley Coyote and I mean, these days I watch a lot of cartoons, so you can't go by me. Well, that's why I'm asking. I mean, do you watch a boo boo? I do. I watch all that stuff. Nick at Night, TV Land, all that stuff. Do you like Yogi Bear? Of course. 
I loved all those cartoons. Oh, it's the best. I never did anything but watch those cartoons. I still watch Curious George. You know, that was, was my funny, son. Though. My son always loved SpongeBob. 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 Oh, I, never, I hate that cartoon. That I cartoon hated is that cartoon. awful. I, it was awful, and he loved it, and he watched it day and night, and night and day. And I try to get him to watch Bugs Bunny, be like, "Really, Dad? What is it from the 1930s?" No, Bugs is the best. Old, new, it's all good. It's good and. Uh, tweet. I thought, 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 You know, the guy that did that did almost all of those voices. What was his name? Mel, was it Mel Blanc? Yeah. Jason says yes, Mel Blanc. So talented. He did almost all those voices. Uh, all right, let's get to our busy telephones here as we check in. Steve is in North Carolina. Hey, Steve, you are on the Sean Hannity Show. Glad you called. Hey, Sean, how are you doing? It's an honor to talk to you. Honor's all mine. What's going on? Um, I just wanted to give you a buzz because, you know, I get sick and tired of hearing all these attacks that the Democrats are having. They're resist and persist, the stuff that Hillary has come up with, and every day it's something else, every, every day. But I was thinking that if we had a bumper sticker that says, ignore and restore, and maybe with an American flag uh, in the background, um, that that the Republicans and the Trump supporters could um, could buy inexpensively and put on their cars and give it to their friends. And I think overnight there'd be millions of them on the road all over the U.S. And uh, I I think it would just uh, it would kind of show the power of the silent majority. We haven't heard about the silent majority for a long time. Listen, I, I got to tell you, the one thing that I'm really now beginning to focus on is if these Republicans, if they want to stay in power, they better start getting their job done. And I mean, I understand that all of this is a distraction. I, I understand the media is not any help. The Democrats aren't any help. And the never Trumpers are not any help. And the deep state, 125 yep. leaks, 126 days, not any help. But yep. with all that said, they made promises. And and I'm not expecting everything to get done in a year, but I am expecting the process to begin dramatically. And they've right. got to get the economic plan in place. That includes energy because energy creates jobs and it lowers the cost of manufacturing in this country. And it is the cost of doing business, the lifeblood of our economy. And then it does include repatriation of trillions, multinational corporations, so that they'll create jobs and build factories and manufacturing centers, just like the corporate tax cut is so critical to economic growth. Just like middle-class tax cuts, critical, lower energy prices is like a tax cut for people. The same thing with Obamacare. It has to get done. There's, no I, I don't want to hear we can't get it done after, you know, promising since 2010 you're going to get it done. Absolutely. Absolutely. But like I say, it, it gets uh, depressing hearing all the attacks. And I think that a way to attack back would be uh, through a real simple thing like a bumper sticker where people can show their their um, uh, their support of President Trump uh, and his agenda. Um, I think, the, be- I think it- the best thing you can do is, for example, we put up on our website, we have a list of people that are willing to stay and not go on an August recess. Oh, and yeah. Considering they haven't been working so hard, I think it's time for them to take one of these vacations and, and go to work and roll up their sleeves and and work right. seven days a week and, and do what we do. I mean, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I look, and people say, well, Hannity, you're on vacation last week. I, I, I take my two weeks at Christmas, and sometimes I take the full week at the 4th of July. Sometimes. This was one of those years I decided to take it because I was tired. 
And right. But beyond that, I don't take any other week's vacation. Take a couple of days around Labor Day, Thanksgiving. I don't take another week vacation. And um, by the way, and I have in my contract, I think I can take up to eight weeks. I don't take my vacation. I, I got a job to do. You, well, know, you wouldn't make a good senator or congressman then. No, I uh, wouldn't. I'd be bored stiff, and <laughs> I'd be bored out of my mind. I mean, yeah. Literally, in three days after I was done tweeting for three days, I decided I'd try to relax. And then after I relaxed for two or three days, I even played golf one day. And I'm not that bad. I'm not great. I'll never be good at that game because you got to play it every day. It's a stupid game anyway. So I'm playing golf, and I'm like, okay, what now? What do I do? I, I, I don't know. I was born a worker. I just, I want to work. And, you know, I, I don't know what these people do on their their days off. I have no idea. And they, they're certainly not working for the people. I can tell you that. And if they say it, they're full of crap. They're just not. That's what their staffs do. Their staffs take care of the, the problems that people have with the VA, or with their Social Security, or with their Medicare, whatever it happens to be. It's not like they're out there grinding away and fixing these problems. They don't do it. So... I don't know. They need to get their job done. Uh, Ellis is in Naples, Florida, listening to Fox News, 92.5 FM. What's up, Ellis? How are you? And welcome from Paradise, my second home. What's happening? Hey, Sean. How you doing? Um, great great to get through. I've tried to call many times and um, and just excited to get through to you. Fellow uh, construction worker, currently contractor down here in Naples. Building Good for you. How's business? Beautiful, beautiful houses. So, uh, you know, I know with your background that that suits as well. But By the way, um, has, has business okay? Yeah, oh, we're, we're doing great. We're down, uh, you know, mainly downtown doing the, the big custom houses. So all, all those folks don't seem to be too affected by, by what's going on lately. But anyway, um, uh, my my point, I have a couple, but my my main one is just uh, you know the, the and your caller kind of mentioned it a little bit ago too. The last caller uh, about how we just are constantly on the defensive, and um, and Trump did so well with all of us, and, and was able to to bring us together and vote for him by being on the offensive so much during the the election. And I'm just wondering where Sessions is. Why is he not just bringing the paddy wagon up and loading up with all these guys and forget about a congressional testimony, bring them right into grand juries and start peeling back the onion and getting all this stuff done. And, and I, you know, I have a lot of questions for the attorney general, and I haven't been able to get an interview. What's the latest on our request for for the attorney general sessions? Do you know, Linda? I'm sorry. Can you say that again? I, this is a show going on here. I'm sorry. You're doing. Oh, you're doing your own show on the phone with some of the callers. I, I get it. I'm, I'm so. I'm so very sorry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Listening got, to Yogi impressions. Yeah. Well, that was about ten minutes ago. Okay. So, um, you, but you remind me now of Bo Snurdly, Rush Limbaugh's producer. Oh, I would never be that brash to oh, our callers. Oh my gosh. He's, that is a show within a show, and it goes on all three hours. To answer your question, sir, my boss, whose show is my first and my only qu- priority. What was my question? Uh, when are we getting AG Sessions on the show? Yes. And he was on the show about six weeks ago, and we like to give them a couple months in between because they're trying to save the country, and we will get him back, sir. All right. Sooner than later. That's right, sir. All right. Does that make... All right, Ellis, I hope that answers your question. But your business is good. In other words, Naples, Naples is a growing down by the Mercado area. Um, that's the newer part of Naples, not old Naples. It seems to be a lot of growth area growing on there. Is that true? Uh, very, very much so, yeah. Um, and that's uh, where I see your buddy Brett Bear every now and then. He's down there. Yeah, I've Capitol seen him down Grill. there, actually. I see him, uh, 
<laughs> he wants to play golf, but he's a scratch golfer. I don't want to play with him. Yeah, no way. Why do I want to play golf with a scratch golfer? Now, I've gone out to dinner with him, but I don't want to play golf with the guy. He goes, let's That's go play it. golf. And I'm like, yeah, okay, we'll play Tiburon, one of the hardest courses to play. I'll go play, and, and you can score a 72, and I'll score 100. Yeah, burn plenty of balls on that one. That's a, you'll lose, them a, lose a lot of them. Gee, thanks a lot. <laughs> All right, I appreciate it. 800-941-SHAWN, toll-free telephone number. You want to join us. Uh, let us say hi to Dean in Southampton, New York. Dean, how are you? We're glad you called. Taking my phone call. Appreciate it. By the way, don't you hate every summer when all these these Hollywood and, and New York City elites go out there and destroy your town every summer? Oh, uh, yeah. That's what we're in right now. Definitely. Isn't it horrible? It is pretty horrible. They bring the money in, but still, it's uh, they control the town. They take it over. And, uh, you know, it's something we deal with every year. Yeah. Uh, all they, right. What's they, on your mind today? Off. Anyway. Um, no, just the concern with the, with our GOP and how they're not backing our president. It just seems like he's on his own, and he's taking hits left and right. And when something comes down, they run for the hills. It just doesn't seem like they're united at all, especially opposite from the Democrats. And oh, um, they they, we, they rally around the wagons. They'll defend anything. Exactly. Yeah, but it's just you know this, this poor guy is is fighting tooth and nail to try to do what's right, and he's taking he's just taking hits left and right, and it's. Yeah, it's, it's pretty it's, disgusting. But you know what? That's the state of things right now. You're right. You know, you're right. Yeah. GOP is pathetically weak, and they're as complicit in being against this president as everyone else. But they're going to now do it to their own detriment. All right. Got to take a, a quick break here. We'll come back on the other side. We got a great Hannity tonight, and I've got an awesome opening monologue. I promise nobody else in the media will put together. And that's 10 Eastern Hannity on the Fox News Channel. We'll continue. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. We have an extraordinary Hannity tonight, 10 Eastern on the Fox News Channel. All right, so this explosive new report, the Department of Justice, why did they let this Russian lawyer into the U.S.? Why a special waiver? Why did she get to overextend her, her visa? And also the Daily Caller reporting, radical left-wing icon, former California congressman, uh, Democratic congressman Ron Dellums has hired a lobbyist, <clears throat> was a hired lobbyist for this woman. Well, what's all that about? Anyway. Anyway, we're going to name names and explain who needs to be asked questions, put under oath, and what charges some people need to be brought under. John Solomon, Sarah Carter, J- Greg Jarrett tonight, and also Laura Ingram weigh in on all of that. President Trump in France will tell you about the latest liberal lunacy with Lou Dobbs is going to join us. And also we'll go over CNN. Poor Sebastian Gorka now is tearing up their hosts one after another. And we've got the videotape to prove it. And by the way, over at CNN, they are so out of touch, they don't even know the national anthem apparently they mistaken it for the french national anthem i don't know how they get it wrong i expect their apology shortly all right so we'll do that tonight at 10 eastern hope you'll join us 10 eastern on the fox news channel back here tomorrow thanks for being with us Hey, if you want a firearm that is easier to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from our friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Now, it is a portable rifle that you can put together, take apart in just minutes, and then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case that it comes in. It's so small, you can store it pretty much anywhere, and it's light enough to carry everywhere. Now, it comes in black and two different camo patterns, and you can pick one up for three to 400 bucks depending on the finish. 
Check out their videos. Go to their website. It's one word, henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, make sure you order their free catalog. Now, Henry makes more than 200 rifles and shotguns and revolvers, all made in America, all backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website, henryusa.com. Get their free catalog. They'll send you free decals and a list of dealers where you are. That's henryusa.com. Free catalog decals for the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Born on America's darkest day, 9-11-01, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping American heroes ever since. And when a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young kids are left behind, well, Tunnel to Towers, they pay the mortgage on the family home off to lift that financial burden. Now, for catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds, well, mortgage-free smart homes. That enables severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently And through the Foundation's Homeless Vets Program, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless vets. More than 3,300 were helped last year alone. And people who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities, they need your help more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate 11 bucks a month. Go to their website. It's the letter T, the number 2, the letter T.org, the letter T, the number 2, the letter T.org. The world is becoming more and more unstable by the day, and many Americans are not waiting around to find out how bad it could get. They're making the decision to diversify their wealth with precious metals like gold and silver, and they're turning to the top-rated precious metals company, GoldCo. Right now, GoldCo is offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver while supplies last. Go to HannityGold.com to learn more. That's HannityGold.com. 